Hello, welcome everyone to our Board of Education meeting for July 8th. Uh, our first order of business for our regular meeting, and just to let you know, we're going to do our regular meeting first, and then we're going to have a, a short break, and then we'll do the organizational meeting after that. So we'll begin with the regular meeting, and the first item of business is the Pledge of Allegiance. Please join us. Pledge of all right, our first item for the, tonight's agenda is the adoption of the agenda, 1.03. I'll seek a motion to adopt. So moved. Thank you, Mrs. Goodburn. Second. Thank you, Mrs. Zila. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed, nay. That passes 6-0. Um, the next item is item 1.04, and this is the approval of the minutes of the special meeting of June 24th. I'll seek a motion to approve. So moved. Thank you, Mrs. Mack. Second. Thank you, Mrs. Goodburn. All those in favor of approving the special minute, meeting minutes of June 4, 24th, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. That passes 6-0. And we move on to the minutes of the regular meeting from June 24th. So moved. Thank you, Mrs. Goodburn. Second. Thank you, Mrs. Zila. All those in favor of approving the minutes of the regular meeting from June 24th, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. That passes 6-0. Move on to section two, which is item 2.01 in the superintendent's report. Dr. Fulton. Yes, thank you. It's great to see everybody. Thanks for coming out this evening. I want to start off by giving uh, just a quick update on our strategic plan that was approved at the last board meeting. The strategic plan is our five-year roadmap. It's our focus for where we're going in Shawnee Mission. And our focus really deals with three important objectives. The notion that every student will have a personalized learning plan that helps them to become college and career ready and that they have the interpersonal skills needed for life success. And so we're very excited uh, as work begins here as we enter into a new school year to begin to dial up the strategic plan. One of the things that we uh, we'll be posting in the very near future is, uh, can't really see this, but it's called a Gantt chart, and it kind of lays out all the activities along with a timeline for implementation of our strategic plan action steps. So we're, we're excited about that. We have lots to celebrate tonight. Shawnee Mission uh, educates students to be competitive, not just nationally, but globally. And tonight, we want to recognize... Uh, the work of four students, two current and two former, who were named the best in the nation in their respective fields. Audrey Bethay, who will be a ninth grader at Shawnee Mission East High School, won first place in the National Braille Challenge Junior Varsity Division. Bethay has qualified for national competition during each of her eight years as a Braille competitor. And as a competitor, she has tested in spelling, proofreading, and reading comprehension. Jerry Heil, Shawnee Mission Vision Instructor and 2018 Teacher of the Year for Excellence in Braille Instruction, as named by the Braille Institute, has coached Bethay since kindergarten. So congratulations to Audrey. This year, Skills USA High School and College Culinary Arts National Champions trained at the Broadmoor, Broadmoor Bistro. Reese Miller, a Shawnee Mission Northwest Junior, and a culinary arts signature program student won the Skills USA National High School Culinary Arts Championship. Nora Ingleken, a 2017 Shawnee Mission East graduate and culinary arts student, won the National College Culinary Arts Championship. The national competition was hosted by Skills USA in Louisville in June. Skills USA offers programs, events, and competitions that support career and technical education. Congratulations to both of those uh, students and graduates. The, uh, we recently in the news had several Shawnee Mission students who were named top competitors at the National Speech and De Debate Association <coughs> National Competition. Noah Grumman, who's a Shawnee Mission Northwest 2019 graduate, was named top speaker in the nation in World Schools Debate out of more than 1,000 participants. A team, including competitors from multiple Shawnee Mission uh, high schools, placed 17th out of 293 teams in World Schools debate. So congratulations to our students. 
A three-week invitation-only leadership program for incoming juniors and seniors sponsored by the Shawnee Mission Education Foundation recently celebrated 22 graduates. The students participated in a 42-hour internship experience along with 48 hours of classroom curriculum. The foundation hosted a celebration lunch with their corporate counsel and the interns at the conclusion of the Leadership Shawnee Mission. The students and their families then attended a graduation ceremony, so congratulations to those juniors and seniors. Well, it's been a busy summer. It continues uh, to be an excellent summer for student learning in Shawnee Mission. Jumpstart to Learning, a program that helps incoming kindergartners get ready for school, began today. We also kick off Elevate, a program that helps students who are English language learners strengthen their skills before the school year begins. Summer Enrichment continues to provide students the opportunity to explore a variety of interests and activities. And this week, we are glad to welcome even more students into our schools. We wish all the students and dedicated educators who are providing these opportunities uh, a wonderful experience. We know they'll have a great experience this summer, and we want to thank all of our educators for working with our students as they continue their learning journey during the summer months. And then finally, it's important to note that July 1st, 2019, officially marked the Shawnee Mission School District's 50th year as a unified school district. We will be celebrating this milestone throughout the year. You may have started to see our 50th anniversary logo, which is on the, uh, on the screen, uh, which celebrates our legacy of excellence and our commitment to challenging today's learners and inspiring tomorrow's learners in our school district. So that's exciting. It's going to be a fun year, 50th anniversary of Unified Shawnee Mission School District. And that concludes my report. Great. Thank you, Dr. Fulton. I'll move on to um, item 2.02, .02, which is board report, and we'll move to a couple of the items that we have updates. I'll turn to Mrs. Zila for an update on KSB Board of Directors. Yes, I just got a notification yesterday that the next Board of Directors meeting will be August 1st in Topeka. Great. Thank you. Um, I'll move down to Constituent Services Task Force, uh, turn to Mrs. Goodburn for an update there. Um, the Constituent Services Task Force met and agreed on the need to better support patrons with respect to inquiries they may make of the Board of Education and Superintendent. And Dr. Fulton has more. Yeah, thank you. Well, we have two positions that have come open in the Communications Department. That's allowed us an opportunity to uh, take the work from this Constituent Services Task Force and begin to think about how we can do an even better job of meeting the needs of patrons. You know, we get a lot of contacts and phone calls, I know you do as board members, of people contacting you with questions, and they're not necessarily questions you're gonna have answers to or, or can't answer, they need to be referred to an appropriate administrator. And so this position is going to allow us to I think more effectively help you, help me, and really the organization more effectively meet patron question needs, but also as they do have questions, they might, they might have a question, they just don't know where to go to get the answer. And so that person can help direct them to the right, to the right place. So uh, do the, uh, do the use, we're gonna use these two positions, combine them into one, and, uh, and that, that job is now posted and we'll be filling that role with the appropriate person when the time comes. Do you have any questions for me on that? Yes, um, Reverend what, Guy. What are we calling that position? Uh, it is going to be a uh, communications uh, specialist okay. position. That's the name of it. Any other questions? Mrs. Mack. Um, yes. When we were, um, when the public comment committee met, we looked at a lot of the forms that we have on file um, for complaints, et cetera. Um, will th those be um, utilized by this constituent special or constitu communication specialist? Well, I mean, they won't sit independent. They'll be part of our overall communication strategy. So we'll certainly review what our protocols are to make sure that that position, and by the way, it's going to that position will report to David Smith. Uh, that position is helping us to be more effective in trying to get patron concerns addressed. If there are things that we need to do to be more effective mm -hmm. in our communication strategies, then we can adjust those as we go along. 
because I, I was going to say during our meetings, we were both kind of, all of us, uh, Laura, Deb, and I, we were all struck, I think, by how many forms that are out there that m people may not be aware of, and, and that is would be the correct channel to go through. That's exactly so, right. Okay. I think this person can help folks get to the right to the right place. Now, there are a number of folks in the district that do this sort of work, but this one will be a little bit more focused within the communications department to help them. Uh, again, more effectively meet the needs, patron needs. Thank you. Other questions? All right, thank you for that update. I'll turn back to Mrs. Goodburn for an update on Policy Review Committee. Um, public input has been helpful, and the board is reviewing the comments um, informed by the public input process. The superintendent, along with the newly appointed in-house counsel, Rachel England, who I just met today, are reviewing policy language options to ensure language reflects current practice and includes language agreed to in the ACLU settlement. And we're talking here about the two policies that we talked about at our last meeting that we did already state that we're not going to be looking at until July 22nd, the next board meeting, not tonight, because we just haven't had time. Um, we're getting all the input and putting that all together to be able to then go back and review. So the board policy uh, committee will review language options and bring back revised language to the July 22nd Board of Education meeting. Right, and I might add too, I know we have some students here to speak to that tonight, which is great. Thanks for being here. And uh, we are just to assure the board we're looking at every single comment and I think it's been very helpful because there are, as was mentioned at the last meeting, there are some things we need to look at in our proposed policy language to make sure that we're in line with not only our current practice, but also Kansas expectations as well. So uh, we're looking forward to that work. All right. Thank you for your work on that. Uh, let's move on to item 2.03, election of officers and reorganization. And um, this is a discussion item only at this point in the meeting because then in our organizational meeting that we will move to later tonight, um, there will be some action taken. But uh, because of the change in the legislature um, from last year to this year, we've got some items we need to address. Uh, do I turn to Mrs. Goodburn first? Yes. Okay, thank you. So we had um, a discussion about this at our last um, policy meeting, and this is, um, I'm going to read a little bit from KASB. I th I'm sure that you all here at the board table, but maybe not in our audience, are aware of these changes. So in April 25th, 2019, sub for SB 130 became the law in Kansas. The new law changes the date school boards elect their board president and vice president and changes the date when the board sets the annual meeting dates and locations. The prior law required school boards, if you all remember, to elect their president and vice president and set their annual meeting dates at this meeting, the organizational meeting in July. The new law now requires boards of education to decide when they are going to elect their board president and vice president and set their meeting dates and times at the first meeting on or after the second Monday in January to or select another date during the year at which to make these decisions. The new law does not provide any guidance on how we're supposed to handle this transition period between now and January of 19, of yeah, January, of, sorry, January of 2020. So it does not provide us any guidance. So KASB came back and gave us some options of what we could do. And the board policy committee, after working through all of these different nuances, is recommending that we go with the first one that I'm going to talk about. So, and you all have been provided this, and we, this is our first time to actually publicly discuss this. So if anyone has any questions or comments, um, we can answer those hopefully tonight. So, because one of these, uh, the, the first option is the one that will be on the... Uh, on the organizational agenda later tonight. So here are the options that we had was the board could may vote to extend the terms of the current president and vice president until the designated January board meeting. So we could just extend with the current president and vice president to extend their term until January of 2020. What happens in January is then potentially we have to make a decision then but it puts it on the new board that would be elected. And this, this all came about because of the change in elections, the change in the election cycle. So the change in the election cycle used to be for a spring election. So it made sense when you have a spring election, a new board 
coming on, people coming on board, their first meeting, and then the organizational meeting was always January or July when they first came on board. Well, with elections now being in November, the issue is, is that you have, if we do our officers right now, you potentially might have members going off the board, staying on the board, we don't know. There's some, there's some unknowns until the November elections happen. And so the legislature listened after they made that change a few years ago, they listened and actually um, allowed boards now to make their own decisions, but they have to make that decision whatever they're gonna do in January every year. So we can't, the board could, the board that's composed at that time, the seven members of the board can decide to keep it in January and reelect officers or they can push it to another date if they wanted to do them in April or whatever that board at that time decides. Um, so I think the board policy in our meetings were discussing that we should probably come up with something this fall that this board feels is a good time to do them, whether it would be in January or another month during the year. So, But for right now, we have to cover this time between now and January, the, that second, whatever it is, the second meeting, second week of the second meeting in January, first meeting in January. So we are proposing that we keep the current president and vice president and we would have a resolution on the organizational meeting that states that, that the two that are in office right now would continue their term of service until that date. Does anyone have any questions? It's that in their attempt to make it easier, they've made it a little bit more difficult by having these floating elections that could float basically all any time of the year. But they've solved one issue in that, um, you know, moving them and allowing us to, I guess, decide. So it's, you know, it's nice board flexibility, you know, and for us to decide um, all boards across the state of Kansas can make their own decisions. So. Can I ask if you could read the actual language of the resolution that will be considered in the organizational meeting? Oh, is it the one that's titled January Resolution? No, it's Determine a Month. Uh, I think. Be an executive content. No, this uh, the top one. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, be it resolved. So it was a res resolution to extend the terms of board officers. Be it resolved that the Board of Education of Unified School District Number 512, Johnson County, Kansas, uh, hereby extends the term of the current board president, Brad Stratton, and current board Vice President Heather Owsley until successors for such positions are elected by the board in the first meeting of the board occurring on or after the second Monday in January of 2020. Now that's if we're gonna go ahead and elect, but we do have, we could do the other one, which is the one that says allows that board the flexibility. So the other resolution, this one states that we will, and we haven't really made that decision unless this board wants to make that decision. But we could do determine the month. The other one is the one that basically says, uh, be it resolved, right, until successors are elected by the, in the next calendar year. So that leaves the flexibility of we have to relook at it in January. We could do it in January, but we don't have to, do, I mean, the group, the board at that time, could do it in January, but doesn't have to do it in January. So, questions clear to on everyone. This. Huh. <laughs> It's really, really confusing. Both of them, you come back in January, January. to discuss it. Whether yeah. you elect at that time or you say, you know what, April would be a great time to do this. Give them a little time to get their legs. So that's a possibility too. So, yeah. But with basically, what we're doing is to we we don't we don't want to hold elections. We don't think it's apropos for us to hold elections now. We want to push them Correct. into January. But at that time. You know, and maybe even this fall, we could actually discuss. Maybe we should leave it open-ended and actually do this one, to leave it open-ended because this board could come back and decide if we want to do them in January or you guys can just keep extending forever. <laughs> yes, Mrs. Owsley. So if we, when we vote in January or at a later time as yet to be determined by whoever's on the board at that time, do we do a reorganizational vote then as well to reassign folks to their various Places, or is the organizational vote today going to last until next July? The intent is for the other decisions that we'll make in the organizational meeting to have them go for a full 12-month period. However, if something changes and then we start with the president role and if there's a you know change there, a vice president role, we'll then ask, does, does any board member want to change their role? So okay. some might step away from their current role in order to assume a new role, and at that mm -hmm. point we'd have to reelect. 
But a lot of those terms have ended, like your KSB one has Correct. ended, and so it's time to re-up, and we can't just let it go unfilled yeah. so um, all these for are... the first semester. So, so today's organizational vote would be for six months, basically, if the terms end in January anyways? Well, those are actually not even part of the president and vice president. Those are outside of what we do. So the organizational meeting, I mean, we can decide to do whatever we want to do, but okay. on that regard, but... I'm thinking that the that we thought that we would go ahead and do these because we need to have them, SMAC and KSB, mm -hmm. in place. Because they're based on the school year. Right. And if we're looking forward to the next school year beginning, then those people are in place. Right. So it's just leadership. Gotcha. Yes, Mrs. Mack. So then I'm clear. <laughs> this is <laughs> in interesting. If we do the one that says the second Monday in January of 2020, that means next year's board cannot elect new leadership until on or after the second Monday of January. The other resolution <coughs> leaves it open to some time after the first of the calendar year. Is that correct? This one is prescriptive to the actual to day. To the second Monday, correct. And the other one, the other one, one is open-ended open to the next calendar well, year. Well, it is, it but it's addressed to, in January. You have to do it at that time. Okay. You have to, regardless, you right. have to do it at that time. Right. So, we'll either so have this to is going to be revisited in January. Yeah, you'll either have to elect then Okay. Or you'll have to got decide to put it off to another month or whatever. Okay, got it. So, yeah. Second question, um, and it just relates to what Mrs. Owsley was talking about. So, if I heard Mr. Stratton right, then the rest of the officers that we elect are for 12-month terms. It's not a total revote in January of 2020. Is that correct? Intent is to elect this for the coming term, and currently all those other roles, the coming term is July 1st to June 30. Okay, so the discussion of whether Mrs. Zila and I are even in the running for any of those positions, are we going to have that discussion in our second board meeting tonight or right now? Um, good question, and according to the agenda, um, the nomination of officers and the manual, I think we're still staying on the resolution, but that does dovetail into it, so we will do that once we get to the point where we, we discuss the okay. process. Yeah. And my third question is, and this is to Mrs. Zila, on KASB, have they talked about changing their um, terms of office? They have not. <laughs> There's no, been no discussion whatsoever? No. I, when I spoke with um, the director's secretary assistant today, she said, yeah, it would be the new people coming on that will attend the August 1 meeting. So... Right now, everybody, every school district in Kansas has to elect because of the way they do it in other regions where they have elections, et cetera, among different schools. That's happening right now. It could happen now. I know in some school districts it's already happened as a look ahead okay. so that that person knows that they'll be stepping into that role or continuing that role, whichever it may be. Because would you, I mean, you're, you're better at explaining it. We have our own region and our own person, but other school right. districts do not. Could you, There's could you five that are, are their own region, five school districts that are their own region, and others have a representative from that region, which consists of several school districts. All of those folks were elected in December? Correct, at convention. So they were elected? If their term is up to have a new person reelected. Okay. Interesting. And, and I might layer into that that the others, uh, I believe, uh, are all appointed. So I don't know that they're electing necessarily at the Blue Valley, Olathe, Kansas City, Kansas, oh, okay. um, Wichita. Did I do that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's also why they're probably not dealing with it quite like we are. And so as we, we think about that, other districts who have multiple schools being represented by one person, they are elected at the statewide convention in December. But we have the luxury, since we have our own person, that that term can be whatever time we say it is. Um, no, the election can happen whenever we say it is, but they all begin July 1. Okay. For a three-year term? That is the consensus of KASB. They like that because they have some continuity, and people go off each year. You know, so they have a new mix, but rather than have a new mix every single year, and it takes you a while to get your legs under you, unless 
for the legislative committee as well. As you know, mm -hmm. you kind of get the lay of the land of how they proceed with establishing their platform. So that is their request. And they said, I know it's up to you, but that helps us. It helps the continuity. Truly, it helped me to have that third year mm -hmm. to kind of like, okay, I get this now. And I, mm -hmm. you know, I know the history of that pension plan that we've been talking about and things. So, um, no, I mean, it's at the discretion of each region. And since we are our own region, that is, you know, possible as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sure. Other questions that we'll be doing? Yes, Reverend Guy. It's not really a question. It's just a, a comment. Um, just an observation, I guess, that because of the change in the times of the election and um, because of the makeup of the board when the three newest people were seated, um, we had an election then in January, and then we had an election last June or July. Um, and so now we're pushing off an election till at least January with the possibility that in, in January that board who's going to have at least two new people is going to say, well, give us, we want six months before we know people and know who, you know. So it, my concern is that we are going to have a board um, come January of quite a few people, majority of which will have served two years or less. And we won't have a bench for leadership that's been given opportunities to serve as vice president and or step into president role. We're just not going to have that depth of leadership and experience. And I just want to point that out so that we're all aware that that's what's happening. And it's because we're in this weird transition time, and I understand that, and, and it has nothing to do with the wonderful job that Mr. Stratton's been doing, Ms. Sousley's been doing. I just want to point out that that's going to be one of the consequences, is that we're going to have a bunch of new people on this board who don't have any leadership experience, um, and we're not going to have a very deep bench to pull from, uh, so that's one of the consequences. Anyone else? Yes, Mrs. Owsley. I'd like to thank our legislature. And being fully aware of that and also to say too that there, is, um, there are some benefits to continuity and stability, I think, um, especially considering some of the various transitions that the district has undergone over Heather, the last I couple of years. You. Oh, sorry. I was just saying I think there are some benefits to continuity and stability, especially considering some of the other transitions we've undergone as a school district. So I fully respect Reverend Guy's point with regards to, you know, making sure other people have opportunities, but also um, recognizing that, you know, it's a, there's been a significant amount of transition in the last couple of years, and, and we're still about to undergo some more. So, you know, they're striking that balance. Mrs. Ela. And actually, to add to that confusion, possibly in January, our leadership team might say, you know what, for personal reasons or whatever, I, you know, I'm stepping down, so we need to elect someone new. So there's also trial by fire. <laughs> so, um, you know, there may be a time when you step up, and that's not a detrimental thing, truly, that you haven't come up through the ranks of vice president and stuff as well. So just saying that all kinds of variables out there. Anyone else? All right, thank you for your work on that, and we'll address it again in our organizational meeting. Um, I do want to use this opportunity very briefly to welcome Dr. Rick Atha to the board table here as the new deputy superintendent. So we didn't want to let that uh, not go acknowledged. So welcome to your new role. Thank you very much. We look forward to working with you in that new role. Thank you. Uh, with that, we move on to item 2.04, which is uh, public comment. And we have several folks that are here to speak with us today, so I'll share a brief guidelines for you, um, and then we'll begin. Here, uh, here are the few reminders that will help speakers have a constructive and positive experience when presenting comments to the board. When you make your remarks, please proceed to the podium. When your name is called, and share your name, city of residence, what schools your children attend, if applicable. 
I'm buckling because I think we have students coming forward. Um, and the name of the group organization that you are representing. Uh, limit your remarks to three minutes. Uh, in consideration of everyone's time, please select the group spokesperson to represent your interests. Or you may pass if someone else has spoken on the items that you have already would like to express as well. Written comments and or materials will be accepted and should be given to the board clerk, Mrs. Wintering, for distribution to the board. And we ask that eight copies be provided. Please make your comments while remaining behind the podium. Uh, complaints regarding students or staff should be addressed to administration in accordance with policy KN complaints. If comments pertain to an item that's on the meeting agenda, the board president may ask the superintendent or his, his or her designee to address those comments at that time or when the item is up for board discussion. And general responses from the board members during public comment are limited to clarifying questions. And with that, we invite forward Ben Henschel. Welcome, Ben. Hi, my name's Ben Henschel. Um, I'm from Fairway, Kansas, and I go to Shawnee Mission East, um, and I'm representing The Harbinger, which is East student-run news publication. Um, thank you for the opportunity to speak here. Um, so I'm one of the editors-in-chief of The Harbinger. Uh, for the last year and a half that I've been a part of it, I've had the privilege of tackling stories that excite me and push me, and a huge part of that lies in stories that spark a dialogue, stories that challenge me, challenge the reader, stories that might be viewed as controversial. You could see then my, skept my skepticism when I look at some of the policy that's been read, specifically the current revised policy that reads, the district slash school may limit controversial subjects if the district slash school is sponsoring the speech, such as with student publications, if the content would substantially disrupt the ability of the district slash school to perform its educational mission. Now, high schoolers across the country, like East and other Shawnee Mission schools, utilize the privilege of pursuing stories they believe best informs their audience and electorate. This policy would revoke that privilege. The line between what disrupts that mission and what doesn't is far too small to navigate concretely and effectively. My publication has told stories of students who feel wronged by the district in many ways that could very well question what the district or school view as the educational mission. I've written a number of them, including a story looking into the district special education department after hearing years of complaints from over 10 families. It examined the depth of some of the problems described by so many students and parents and one that addressed the district's course of action after those occurrences, and under the new policy, this story could have very well been dead on site, considering it questioned the very people who would now have direct influence over whether or not it's published. And I understand to an extent. I mean, it's risk control. If we're officially tied with the school in the sense that we have fourth and sixth hour dedicated to Harbinger, why not have control if it puts the district in hot water? Um, I'll tell you, and students who are censored across the country at organizations like New Voices in McKinney, Texas will tell you, because that's not how student journalism is meant to be done. It's not simply another class at school. At the heart of it, um, it's at the heart of it, a promise and trust to students who take the responsibility of a student journalist to pursue the truth and inform their electorate, their audience, and their city without the fear of their work struck down because it questions those who stand above them and for them to accept con the consequences of any wrongdoing in that pursuit of a story. The Harbinger has garnered na nationwide respect for not ever backing down from a tough story. We've produced three National Student Journalists of the Year and eight State Journalists of the Year in the last 17 years and have had countless staffers move on to high-ranking jobs at organizations like USA Today, Vice, the Associated Press, the MLS, and more. Shiny Mission is viewed by many across the country as a focal point and model of American student journalism, so I ask that we take a close look at it. This district's student journalism department has been allowed to succeed perhaps more than any other district in the country precisely because we're allowed to tackle the tough subjects and question the tough points. There's a big but very mistakable difference between stories that disrupt an educational mission and stories that certain people don't want to hear. I think we need to revisit that difference and realize that the work this district's student journalists have done may very well question the district at times, but never sets out to disrupt the educational process. And I hope that I and other editors can work with the board to find the best resolution for this policy, however we can. And I ask that you take notice of the amount of supporters we have here and realize that this is just a portion of those that understand the potential repercussions and feel as passionately, passionately about it as I do. And finally, above all else, we must realize that the intrusion into student journalism this policy currently permits disrupts a different but equally important and profound educational mission that has allowed the expansion, passion, and success and character of so many high schoolers that have moved on professionally, whether in journalism or not. And I think it would be a disgrace to this district's national reputation and the character of our publications to rid our students of that opportunity. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. We appreciate your coming forward. And if you could hang on just a second, uh, I'll turn to the fellow board members to see if there's any clarifying questions of Mr. Hutchell here. Bolton, anything you'd like to clarify? No, I'm anxious to hear uh, all the comments. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. you for being here. Next, uh, invite Allie Harrison forward. Allie? Welcome. Hello. 
good evening. My name is Allie Harrison, and I'm from Overland Park, Kansas, and I will be a senior at Shawnee Mission South this fall. I will also be one of the two newspaper editors-in-chief of The Patriot, alongside my fellow senior, Nicole Thomas, who is also here tonight. I'm here to speak on behalf of my staff and fellow student journalists and SMSD in regards to the proposed policy from the board meeting on June 24th that could potentially censor us. The Kansas Student Publication Act of 1992 protects student journalists and their right to report on what they feel is important, whether their administrators or district want them to or not. And this is the law that protected the six Pittsburgh high school Pittsburgh high school students who exposed their principal's inaccurate credentials. This is the law that protected the Shawnee Mission North journalists who had their camera taken away by an administrator when trying to cover the gun control walkout in 2018. And this is the law your proposed policy violates. As stated in Section 3, Subsection A, the Kansas Student Publication Act allows for a certain level of control, like the regula regulation of the number, length, frequency, distribution, and format of student publications, but content, specifically political or controversial, cannot be censored. If it could be, the freedoms of speech and press granted to students would be lost. The only necessary revision to JHCA is the reiteration that administrators cannot ban student journalists from school events or confiscate their equip equipment. What's not necessary is giving the district and or school the right to have any control over student publications. Section 3, subsection C of the Kansas Student Publications Act already does not protect, protect students from libel, slander, or obscenity, nor any content that in any way promotes law or school rule-breaking activity, which would include bullying of any kind. If the worry is another lawsuit or to protect the district or school employees from being fired, or otherwise held responsible for content published by students, then the Kansas Student Publications Act already covers that under subsection, section 3, subsection D, where it states, no such advisor or employee shall be terminated from employment, transferred, or relieved of duties imposed for refusal to abridge or infringe upon the right to freedom of expression. It is up to the student journalists to uphold the high ethical standards of professional journalism that is expected of them under the Kansas Student Publications Act. They will be held responsible for violations of those standards, but they will remain free to publish what is important to their readers. Any violation of that freedom will not be taken lightly by the students and parents you, the board, uh, serve. Thank you. Thank you, Allie. We appreciate that. I turn to fellow board members. Board members with other questions for Allie tonight. And uh, next up, we invite uh, Annalisa Hauser. Welcome. Hello, my name is Annalisa Hauser. I'm from Lenexa, Kansas, and I'm an incoming senior at Shawnee Mission Northwest. This upcoming year will be my second year as editor-in-chief of the Northwest Passage student newspaper. On June 24th, as we all now know, a policy was presented claiming that, quote, it retains the right of the district to exercise control over student publications and activities that appear to represent the school and its students. To myself and many others, this seems to be a loosely made policy with plenty of room for personal bias to get in the way. However, I am not here to repeat what you have heard from many sources already. What this policy is reaching for, or may lead to, is content control. And with content control comes content liability. The reasoning behind this new policy springs from a lawsuit, and content liability can and will easily lead to more lawsuits. Currently, if a student or their family finds an issue with one of our stories, we, the writers, are held accountable, like any other journalist would be. If we create a policy with even more content control than now, the district will be faced with challenge after challenge to resolve these con conflicts. Just this year, I was forced to contact the Student Press Law Center after receiving multiple emails claiming that we had used a copyrighted blog name in one of our student blogs on our site and threatening a lawsuit against me. I spent hours going back and forth only to come to the conclusion that the name wasn't even copyrighted. I handled this issue myself and it never reached the district. Each time a writer on my staff misspells a name or misquotes someone or even just gets a date wrong, they are the ones held responsible. And rightfully so, as arguably if they created the issue, they know the most about it. This new proposed policy paves the way for full content control and would put these frankly annoying situations in the busy hands of district administration that are unfamiliar with the problem. The second point I would like to make challenges how exactly this policy was created. In the last board meeting, it was stated that the policy was written throughout many meetings with legal professionals present. As it has already been brought up multiple times, the policy does not look to coincide with the Kansas Student Publications Act, and I would suggest that the policy only be revised in the presence of those in the district most familiar with the state law regarding student press, our five Shawnee Mission journalism advisors, as well as representatives from the Kansas Scholastic Press Association. 
We are award-winning journalists with some of the best advisors in the nation behind us. We want to write about what matters and to be treated as true journalists, not just student journalists. I would like to end by sharing a line from subsection D of the Kansas Student Publications Act that states, Student editors of student publications are responsible for determining the news, opinion, and advertising content of such publications. Student publication advisors and other certified employees who supervise or direct the preparation of material for expression in student publications are responsible for teaching and encouraging free and responsible expression of material. Free and responsible expression. This is a time in which young people need to know how to use their voices. Don't let them be muffled. Thank you. Thank you, Annalisa. We appreciate that. And I'll turn to board members to see if there's any questions. And I'll turn to Dr. Fulton with any follow-up comments. No, just thank you for coming tonight and sharing. You know, we're, your comments matter, and we're taking all of the comments that we're getting very seriously. And I can assure you that we're not going to do anything that's going to muffle voices. How's that? So we did the first reading. Now we'll, we'll come back on the 22nd with what I think inevitably will be some revised language. And we look forward to sharing that with you. Thank you. That we move on to section four, which is our consent agenda for this evening. Uh, I'll turn to board members to see if you'd like anything removed for individual consideration from the consent agenda. Yes, Mrs. Zila. I would move approval of the consent agenda. Thank you. Second. Thank you, Mrs. Goodburn. All those in favor of approving the items under the consent agenda this evening of the regular meeting, please say aye. 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 All those opposed, nay. That passes 6-0. Uh, we move on to, um, actually there's no action items on the regular meeting. We will have some action items to address in the uh, organizational meeting. And with that, uh, I do have on the agenda some opportunity for board comments at this time. Yes, Mrs. Mack. Um, I, just wanted to add, I just wanted to add my um, thank you to all the students for being here tonight. And I'm going to take this opportunity, I think Grace probably knows already what I'm going to ask you, is that when you all... Um, publish the harbinger, the passage, et cetera, et cetera. It would be awesome if you could send all of us copies so that we could read them. I will tell you, I'm three, all three of our children went through Northwest Passage. I'm a former journalism booster club president and a lawyer. And I will tell you, I read almost every word in every um, newspaper that I have received. And I've gotten north and south. And that's about it. And it really helps me... Um, learn what's on your minds. So I would really appreciate it if you would let the other schools know as well. Please, please send those to us. Thanks. Thank you, Mrs. Mack. Other board members with comments this evening? Yes, Ms. Owsley. Um, so I want to say thanks to the students who spoke tonight and thank you everyone who came out in support of them. Um, this is what democracy looks like. Um, I also wanted you to know that we have been contacted by several folks in the community who've provided feedback, and um, one of those people was Mike Heistend with the Student Press Law Center, and his feedback was very useful because he was able to provide some specific language recommendations, which is always helpful when you're looking at policy. And we have our new in-house counsel looking at this as well with the um, underlying sub-policy committee. So I, I definitely want you to know that you're being heard and to your advisors, they're clearly doing a stunning job. So pat on the back of Shawnee Mission for that. Um, and I, I really hope that when we get to the final version of this policy that you all can feel like you had a part in in helping us to get where we needed to be. So thanks for coming out tonight. Thank you. Any other board members? All right, well, we will take a very brief break, uh, just a matter of a couple minutes so that Mrs. Wintering can queue up the organizational meeting, and then we'll, we'll move right into the second meeting, which is our organizational meeting tonight. And at this point, I'll just uh, remind folks that uh, our next meeting of the regular board is July 22nd. So we'll take just a quick pause. Uh, we'll do three minutes. How's, In our organizational meeting, as uh, is required by state statute every year, each Board of Education, State of Kansas, conducts an organizational meeting. And so we have that agenda before us. And our first item is um, item B, which is the appointments. And uh, the, the version that board members have in front of them, I don't believe has the names on it, or does it? Okay, so the names are uh, Rick Atha for Treasurer, Russ Knapp for Deputy Treasurer, and Terry Wintering for Board Clerk. And I'll seek a motion to approve all three. 
So moved. Thank you, Mrs. Goodburn. Thank you nope. for the second. Mac. Thank you, Mac. <laughs> Sorry. Way Mrs. Mack on the motion Way and Mrs. Here. Zila seconds. Thank you very much. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed, nay. That passes 6-0. We then move down to do the adoption of the agenda for the rest of the organizational meeting. I'll seek a motion to do so. So moved. Thank you, Mrs. Zila. Second. Thank you, Mrs. Owsley. All those in favor of adopting the uh, agenda for the organizational meeting, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. That passes 6-0. Um, we then move to items that are listed under the consent agenda. And I'll see if any board members wants to remove any items under the consent agenda for individual consideration. Being none, I'll seek a motion to approve. So moved. Thank you, Mrs. Goodburn. Second. Thank you, Mrs. Zila. All those in favor of approving the items under the consent agenda of the organizational meeting, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. That passes 6-0. Uh, we move forward to the action items under E. And the first item for consideration under action is the approval of the resolution to extend board terms. So from the discussion at our previous meeting, we now move on to a actual uh, I'm happy, resolution. I'm happy Ms. to read it too if you want me to. Mrs. Goodburn, thank you. Um, resolution to extend term of board officers. Be it resolved that the Board of Education of Unified School District Number 512, Johnson County, Kansas, hereby extends the terms of current board president Brad Stratton and current board vice president Heather Owsley until successors for such positions are elected by the board in the next calendar year. Second. All right, it's been moved and seconded. Thank you very much. I turn to board members for additional questions on the, on the motion. Clarification. Yes. Okay, Reverend so Guy. The, the paragraph at the top says extend the term of current board officers through July 2020. Um, the part that Mrs. Goodburn just read said um, until successors for each positions are elected by the board in the next calendar year. So I want to make sure you're looking at the, the most updated version. And I don't believe that language is there. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a, a, a descriptor that KASB provided at the top of the resolutions. Okay. And I can't think we found them more See, confusing. But, but the thing is, it says, for boards choosing to extend the term of current board officers through July 2020 or another month as determined by the board that we have to do in the first meeting on or after the second month in January. Right. This gives us the flexibility to do it in January Mm -hmm. and or if that board decides to do it another month during next year. Right, so my clarification question is, if they decided they wanted to do it in November or December of next year, that would be okay under this resolution? Correct, it's in the calendar year. Correct. Mm -hmm. Seems like an awfully long time to go without an election. Well, I don't think it will be recommended. <laughs> well, I don't think it will be. I, I yeah. mean, but I'm, this is like, and plus yeah, this you have is going to be our... may abdicate offices by then. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I <laughs> understand. Because they don't want to be. Can I, I clarify something real yeah. quick? That this resolution... Yeah, that's a long time. This resolution is only to get us to January of 2020. This won't be a permanent policy going forward. So this okay. resolution's a one-timer. This is to January. And then the, the more permanent decision will be by that new body. Yeah. But we're not trying to box the new board okay. into only doing it in January. But I, you, I see how you're saying it's open-ended on the other I end. just want to lay out the worst-case scenario and make sure that we understand that that is the worst-case scenario if yep. that were to happen. But Remember this. Uh, oops, sorry. Remember this. You're on the board, so. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm one vote. But, yeah. Um, so I'm not uncomfortable with it. Again, I just want to point out that... This is part of it, making uh, this transition. Our other option, though, is to box them into having to do it in January. Right, which we had to do. And you know, we were seated, and we had to vote for a new president and vice president that very first night. So That was because we had one leave, though. Right, right, to. right. But yeah. I'm, I'm saying that's how we wouldn't have. We wouldn't have. Right. Had we not but, had, we had a vacancy, you right. had to. And, and that was how it was six months. You had until July of I last understand. year. I understand. Yeah. But I'm just saying we had that experience. So. We did too. Every one of us, when we joined the Board of Education, that was the first thing we did was have to vote for officers. So that's not, right. not dissimilar. Right. So yeah, we had the same. I mean, because, yeah, we, were, we took office that day and that was it. Okay. Yeah. Other questions about the resolution that's put forward? All those in favor of adopting the resolution as presented, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. That resolution passes 6-0, and a quick reminder to the board that each of us will need to then sign that resolution before you leave the night, so please see Mr. Mrs. Wintering afterwards. Thank you. 
Um, next, we move on to item number two, which is the resolution to establish the Board of Education meeting dates for the year 1920. And those have been presented, and I'll seek a motion to approve that resolution to adopt those meeting dates for the coming school year. So moved. Thank you, Mrs. Zila. We're, Thank we're you for stereo. the second, Mrs. Goodburn. No, no, still Mrs. Mack. It was still oh, Mrs. Mack. Patty, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's yeah, just I'll second. I'm sorry. I'll second. Mrs. Mack on the motion, Mrs. Zila on the second. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> again, just, is it time for comments? Sorry. Um, yes, it is. Okay, again, in January, we will have to readopt this. It's the weirdest thing ever, but yeah, we're going to have to readopt this. And I suppose at that time, if we wanted to change any meeting dates, could, but we have by state statute, we have to readopt this. So mm. we're adopting it for the six months, but we're going ahead and doing the whole calendar. But it, anyway, just something we, Terry, just remember that we're going to have to do that yes. <laughs> in yes. January. Thank you. Other questions or comments about the resolution regarding meeting dates? Yes, Dr. Fulton. Uh, at the very bottom, it says the annual organizational meeting will take place on either June 8th or June 22nd for the 2021 school year. Now, that organizational meeting refers to everything except the officers. That's separate. It doesn't have to be separate, but as stated here, it's separate from the selection of the officers, just so that there's clarity on that. Because we no longer have to do our organizational meeting in July. And that's tied to the, the fiscal year, correct? Yes. Right. It is. And it's really about getting ready for the next right. fiscal year. Yeah. Which is the way the elections were. Right. Yeah. Anyone else on the motion? All those in favor of adopting the board meeting calendar dates for the coming school year, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. That passes 6 0. And now item three, which is the ratification of policies. This is an annual event where we ratify the policies for Shawnee Mission 512 for the coming school year. I'll seek a motion to ratify. So moved. Thank Second. you, Mrs. Goodburn. Thank you, Mrs. Zila. Any questions about this process? Um, yes, Mrs. Housley. Just for clarification, this is just as we move into the next year, this doesn't have anything to do with policies that are being considered in the sub-policy committee or anything like that. This is just we're moving from where we're at now to the next calendar cycle. Correct. We carry the entire currently approved policy manual to the next year, and we can continue to deliberate and edit and adjust policies through our processes, but this is just to carry, carry it forward to the new year. Thanks, just wanted to mm -hmm. set out loud. Mm -hmm. Any other questions? Yes, Mrs. Zila. Uh, just a statement to that. We have a lot of policies we need to address that have come to us from KASB, so there's a lot of policy work to be done this year. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Anyone else? All those in favor of uh, the ratification of the policies, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. That passes 6-0. <clears throat> Lastly, we move on to item four, um, which this whole process has become so cumbersome. Um, but we do need to designate uh, various roles. And so board members were provided a form prior to our meeting so they could nominate folks, including themselves, for various roles for the coming school year. Um, those are four roles with KASB and one role as a representative to the Shawnee Mission Area Council of PTAs. Um, what I plan to do is walk through each of the items in the order that they're listed, and then I will share who has been nominated, and I will ask each person to um, accept the nomination or decline the nomination for consideration on each of these items. If there are two folks that uh, would both like to be considered, then I have paper ballots for each of you to, to fill out and submit. Question, Mrs. Mack. Yes, I alluded to earlier um, during our general meeting about the discussion. What you talked about, how um, these are for one year and whether or not Mrs. Zila and I are even, um, should be considered in the best district, in the best interest of the district, and I would like to know um, board members' opinions on that. Okay, thank you, Mrs. Goodburn from the policy committee. I mean, I mean, this is for Mrs. Goodburn, Mrs. Goodburn. Okay, not great. Really policy committee, Mrs. Goodburn. Um, I, I think that you are eligible for any of these, and we would handle it like any other board vacancy in January. If um, when when you're leaving the board, so in January, if there's a board vacancy, then we put somebody else, we elect somebody else. So, I mean, I think that that's. I mean, I hate to preclude anyone who's serving on this board currently from any leadership position that they want to take. So that would be my opinion. Great. Anyone else like to share some thoughts there? And what we used to do too when we had elections, we didn't want to preclude anyone from running 
that may potentially um, not win their seat or be, be with us in January. So this is handled the same way. Yes, Mrs. Housley. I think it would uh, require folks shouldering an enormous amount of additional work if we somehow precluded other folks from serving in these positions. So I, I think that is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was considered. <laughs> Mrs. But, but I, for me, this is a very healthy discussion to have. So thank sure. you. Mrs. Zila. Yes, I just have kind of a clarifying point in regards to the KASB positions here. Um, the fourth one is governmental relations network. And that has been kind of, no one has really gotten their brain and arms around that. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll do that. It's kind of nothing. And it turned out to really be not much of a job. What that is, because I called KASB today and I said, give me the, the straight scoop on this. And she said, this role is to be the person that would go to the ad KASB advocacy convention, conference, whatever you want to call it, in like early January. They have one there. Just as the session begins, you take a trip to the Capitol, you meet with your representatives and senators and that sort of thing. What has been our practice in the past, and um, speaking to Blue Valley, they don't even elect this person. This is not even on their appointments list at all. Um, but we have opened it traditionally to any board member that wants to go and, and be a part of that and get on Capitol Hill and meet with our, our legislators, which I think is very healthy. So I, I'm not sure if we want to tack this into legislative person because it is it kind of has you know properties of the legislative uh, focus there on that. But I don't think we really need this one person to be elected to be this position when it's really open to anybody that likes to go. And we've had great attendance attending that advocacy conference. And to clarify, that's the, the Topeka Advocacy Conference. Correct. It's yes. not NSBA. It's KASB's Thank conference. Thank you. Mrs. Mack. Um, I've served in both these positions. Actually, government relations was the very first job I had. On that very first day, Reverend Guy, that we were talking about, I got government relations. And there were seminars at that time. Um, uh, and then I have served in the legislative capacity as well. And um, I had a chance to talk to Dr. Sinclair um, because I have nominated her again to continue in both of these positions, um, and she accepted it. And we had a conversation. She was going to go to the advocacy, and I think Mrs. Owsley went this year in her stead. Um, Dr. Sinclair has had some family obligations that she has had to do that we're all aware of, and so she was unable to go. Um, but we had a, a, a really good conversation as people that have served in this position that it should be combined because KASB still recognizes government relations. Um, and so I don't know if this is the meeting to combine those two or not, but in, in my thinking, it, it should be the same person. I just have a question. Yes. Since you did serve yes. on it a while ago, 12 mm -hmm. years ago or whatever, so it used to be more. I mean, they used to, you said to the do The government relations and part, yeah. yeah, and they've changed it now to, yeah. So it's now, yeah, it's now been combined kind Correct. of. Correct. Like, yeah, okay. I might add, um, and then we'll go to that, okay. is that based on the nominations that we have, um, Dr. Sinclair has been nominated for both of those roles anyway, so by a vote, we could probably make it one by having the same person voted for both, other than Mrs. Owsley was uh, nominated by one person for Government Relations Network. So hold that. And... That's okay. I'm done. That's, okay. That's fine. Okay. We can move ahead. All right. But then in the future, we might just formally do that. Good discussion. Um, with that, we'll move through the items. So the first one is the Board of Directors. It's the term that Mrs. Zila has served for us for the past several years, and it's time for a new person. This is the Board of Directors role with KASB. So one of the uh, representatives that represents us to, to the, the works of KASB. Um, through the submitted nomination process, we have both Sarah Goodburn and Laura Guy's names have been put forward. So I'll turn to each of them first. I'll turn to uh, Mrs. Goodburn. Would you like to be considered? I'm gonna decline. Okay, thank you. And then I hope and pray that Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Guy says, uh, says yes. I'd be happy to serve. All right, thank you. With that, by acclamation, um, Reverend Laura Guy will serve as our representative to the Board of, Edu uh, Board of Directors. Uh, secondly, we have the nominating committee, and uh, my name, along with Mrs. Goodburn, has been put forward. And before I turn to her, I'm going to decline. Um, <laughs> And then I'm going to turn to Mrs. Goodburn to see if she'd represent us on the nominating committee. I'd be happy to. Thank you. 
And uh, with that, we now have the legislative and the government relations network. And the way I'm going to handle this is by uh, turning to Mrs. Owsley to see if she would be considered for the government relations network that she's been nominated for. Uh, I respectfully decline. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, um, uh, Dr. Sinclair is not here, therefore she just is elected to two roles right. <laughs> <laughs> to represent but us at the... She did say that she wanted to yes. serve yes. in these yes. capacities. Yes. We're not we had, just... We're not, we're not doing we're, this during no, abstention. Just, <laughs> this is, she has Very said much that she enjoys choice. and she wants to do these. Thank you. I didn't want to paint that the wrong way. Right. She'll never miss another Thank meeting. Thank you. So Dr. Sinclair will be our representative to legislative with KASB, to which she does a great job. And last is our representative to the SMAC Council area of PTA. And the nominated uh, put, names put forward are Reverend Guy, Mary Sinclair, and uh, Patty Mack. And so I first turn to Reverend Guy. Uh, would you like to be considered for this spot? No, I decline. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And Mrs. Mack, would you like to be considered? Yes. Okay. And this is going to be a little tricky because now I have Mary as the other name um, to be considered as well. Um, uh, I can't presume that she would not accept. So we'll have to do a ballot on this. And so mm -hmm. each of you has a piece of paper there. And so what I ask that you do is you fill out the... Um, Here's one for you. They're up there. And please write down uh, your name as the board member up front, at, up top, and then who you would like to uh, represent us for, uh, representative for the coming year. And then we'll pass these down to Mrs. Wintering, and then she'll read them out so, because all of these are public votes. And put my name on. Sorry. We got one more. Here's one more. You want me to read each one? You all voted for one person. By okay, acclamation. It's unanimous. Um, it was unanimous for Patty Mack. Okay. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, Patty. Thank you for doing that. All right. We made it through that process. Uh, thank you all for agreeing to uh, represent us in these various roles. Um, any other items that need to be addressed in the organizational meeting? Seeing none, we are adjourned. Thank you for being here.